Hi guys, welcome to the Young and Not So Dumb podcast with me and Abe. Woo! Hey guys, so I wanted to start off talking about identity. So identity to me is like, for example, when I was in high school, I had a few different identities. So I had the PG me, and then I had the me with a certain friend group, and then me with a different friend group. Um, and like that was my identity in those situations. So my identity would change in high school based on the situation I was in. Um, so like when I was around my parents, my identity would be, I'm this good kid. So the why behind I had that certain identity was so that my parents would um, not be like mad at me or not think of me a different way than I wanted them to think of me. And the same with like different friend groups. So the identity I had around my parents was like me being like a good kid um, and not swearing and like kind of hiding certain sides of myself. And that was the identity that I wanted my parents to see. And then when I was around certain friend groups, I would want to show like the part of me that my friends who, let's say they were really into video games, I would talk about video games all the time and talk about how good I was at video games. And so that was like a different identity with that friend group. And then another friend group would be like the jocks. I would be like, oh, I'm like super good at sports and stuff. And like, I would always talk about like football and like different stuff like that. And that would be my other identity with that group of friends. Um, and so like I had different identities based on different situations, which it, it kind of makes sense like for high school. But when I do that, I really take away from the core of who I am because who am I? Like, am I three different people or am I one person? And so that was something that um, looking back on it, I can see I had different identities and it's like, yes, it makes sense for the situation, but at the same time, it's not the core of who I am. And it just took away from the core of who I am. And what do I mean by the core of who I am? What do I stand for? So if I have to change what I stand for based on who I'm around, then that's not really what I stand for. That's just, I suppose, me being like a hypocrite or me just being like, oh, I want to please other people, which if you know anything about me, pleasing other people is not something that I want to do. Like to a degree, sure, I want people to be happy, but I don't do things to please other people. Because if I do things to please other people, then how am I going to be happy myself? I can't be doing the stuff that I want to and be doing the stuff that pleases other people because more than likely that what makes people happy isn't going to be what I want to do. So for example, um, my parents, they wanted me to be um, like go to college and be successful and love God. And they had all these like expectations of what I was supposed to be. Also, a bunch of people in my family wanted me to go to college. They're like, you should go to college. You know, everyone goes to college and like, oh, you're so good at school. You get all these good grades because I was really smart and I am really smart. And I had like really good grades at school. And they're like, oh, you know, you should go to college. And then they'd like point out all these other people in the family like, oh, this person was like wasted potential. And like, oh, they didn't go to college or whatever. So they had this idea that I needed to go to college. Otherwise, I was going to be like wasted potential and like all this other stuff. But I figured out that wasn't what I wanted. Why? Because I did research for myself, because I had my identity based off of what other people were talking and thinking about me. And as I got near the end of my um, senior year of high school, I realized that that isn't going to make me happy. And it hasn't because I've been doing that for most of my life, because that's what I've been taught to do. And it didn't make me happy. So um, basing my identity off of what other people thought about me, which is what I was like basically trained to do through school, um, is just a really lame way of living life. So I had all these multiple identities to please all these different people. And you know, the one person I didn't have an identity to please? Myself. And that's, that was a super hard thing for me to understand for a while. And then when I finally did, I didn't know what to do because I had been like, well, what do I want? 
I'd never asked myself that before because it had always been told to me. I'd always be, I was always a person that would look like, okay, what, what do I want? And I'd ask somebody else. Well, that's usually, if you want to know what someone wants, the best person to ask is the person that you want the answer from. And I wasn't even asking myself that because I'd been trained so much to ask other people. So um, it took me a while to figure out what I wanted. In fact, I had to try doing shit that I thought I liked, which I basically been convinced by other people and then found out, hey, this this isn't what I want to do. So um, first it started off when I read books about people who were like really rich and I was like, oh, I want to have a lot of money and then I can do whatever I want, which the term I want really wasn't what I wanted. But I thought it was because, you know, that's what I was trained to think. So I was like, okay, well, I want to make a lot of money. And then I ended up meeting some guy who worked online and he had like a Porsche and a nice house and he had like a lot of money. He's like, oh yeah, dude, I make like 10K a month and I barely work. And like, uh, it was for marketing and it was a bunch of stuff I learned about like online. And so I worked with him and I was like starting to make some money. But then I realized like, I have to drink like a shit ton of like things with caffeine in them just to enjoy this. So I'm doing this completely for the money. I don't actually enjoy this. So um, I decided, well, that's lame. I don't want to do that. So then I was like, oh, photography. I looked at all these like amazing pictures of things and like other people like, oh, dude, photography is so cool. So then I adopted the mindset photography is so cool. I'll be cool if I'm a photographer. So then I started doing photography and then I did that for like a month and a half. And I was like, eh, this is lame. And so the cycle just kept going on and me trying different stuff. But eventually I did find what I like doing. And it took me um, another year and a half to realize that going pro in Call of Duty wasn't what I wanted to do because I was like, OK, well, what do I like? I really like video games. My entire life, I've loved video games. I've loved competing. Um, so I did that for like a year and a half. And I won some money and I, I did pretty well. But I realized that the amount of time that I had to put in, which was about like six hours a day, when you also have a full-time job means you don't really have time for anybody else. Um, and I got to this like really selfish mindset where I was just like playing video games all the time. And I'd get like frustrated with other people if they wanted to take any of my time, like even my family. And I eventually realized, hey, this this probably isn't healthy. Like, yeah, I could accomplish my dream and become a professional Call of Duty player. But I realized what I really enjoy doing is helping people and teaching people stuff. So um, my identity really shaped and shifted a bunch of times over the period it took me to figure out what I actually wanted. So um, the why of what I wanted was I wanted to help people. That was the why of my identity. And that was really the main thing that shifted who I was because my identity shifted and changed a bunch of times based on what people told me. And what people told me was what I thought I wanted. It was the why of why I did things. So first it was, I wanted to please other people. Then it was, I wanted to make a lot of money. Then it was, I wanted to be a cool photographer. Then it was, I wanted to be the best in the world at Call of Duty. But then I realized that that wasn't all for me. That was just other stories people told me that I thought was what I wanted. But what I've actually wanted all along was helping people because it just gives me this feeling I don't get anywhere else. And I know it makes people's lives better. And knowing that I can do that and get this amazing feeling where I get to like love and help and care for people is just amazing. I don't get it through anything else. And I had to figure that out myself and figure out my own why because I've been taught for so long that what other people told me was the why why I wanted to do things, but it's not. And so figure out your why of your identity and it will completely shape what you do. It'll shape how happy you are. It'll make what you're doing like awesome because you know you're doing it for yourself. And whatever that thing is that you actually like doing, you'll do really a lot of times. Like you do it like very often. You'll do it a lot because you enjoy it. And you'll be good at it. Like I'm good at helping people and giving other people. So, yeah. 
So identity is something that you can easily change, but you can only change it if you know where it's at, if you know what it is. So um, you have to observe yourself and see what you're doing. And then you have to ask yourself, why am I doing this? And eventually you can get to this like really good connection of who you are and why you are that person. And then once you get to that identity of yourself and once you figure out why you're the person you are and you ask yourself those deep questions, then you can easily change it. And that's a big part of shifting who you are to who you want to be. And when I say who you want to be, I mean who you actually want to be, not who other people tell you would be cool to be. So observe yourself, see like, hey, I did this today, or when I was talking to this person, I did this. Why did I do that? And a lot of the observations you can make have to do with um, the six human needs, which is something that my friend can talk about. So the six human needs is something that is very important, something that I kind of take account of every day when I'm deciding what I should do throughout the day. Um, and then also what I should do throughout like the next week or month or so. And it's also something that's really useful when talking to other people, because if you can figure out like which of the six human needs is the most important to them, then you can connect with people better. You can um, help them out more by actually meeting th their most important needs. Um, so it overall just makes you a better communicator um, with other people and also most importantly with yourself, because you can figure out what you need the most. I started learning about this um, about three years ago when I first started listening to Tony Robbins. Um, I wasn't really too interested in that stuff um, until like I got to a point where I just kind of like needed some different answers. And then so I was into like motivational videos and stuff like I wanted to be a motivational speaker or whatever um, for a while because I just thought, oh, this is fun. I can like inspire myself and other people and do all this like really cool stuff. And I really love speaking. Um, but then when I was on a, I think I was on a YouTube playlist of those videos and I came across Tony Robbins and he, um, he was speaking about different things than just like typical motivation stuff. And what I found really interesting about what he talked about was it was actually psychologically sound. Um, at first when he was like talking about like six human needs and he was talking about like, um, like all these other different things about the brain and changing your state. I was a little skeptical about that because there was like, okay, it's just some random dude on YouTube. Why would I trust him? So what I did was i researched him a lot. I looked into where he learned what he talked about. And a lot of that goes back to um, different parts of psychology. Um, there's a lot of different like older books that they talk about. Um, like a, a classic one is like Victor Frankl. Um, he wrote a book called Man's Search for Meaning. And that's like a firsthand account, but I think he was also a psychologist too. And um, like he just references a lot of different psychology books along that line where it's kind of more like self-help. Um, but he also references a lot of NLP, which is Neuro Linguistic Programming, um, which was kind of at first an unverified branch of psychology where they basically talked about different parts of or different ways that humans work or humans kind of like operate throughout their life in computer terms as a metaphor for that. And at first it was unverified, but then it started becoming verified as um, a lot of people from mainstream psychology started realizing that the concepts that they're teaching in NLP made perfect sense. And sometimes we're even better than some of the concepts in mainstream psychology. And um, now, like even with Tony Robbins, since he doesn't just do NLP anymore, um, and he's been like branching off into creating like these different concepts, like the six human needs. 
it's pretty interesting because a lot of the other stuff that he talks about too, um, that I've heard, I think he brought it first. I'm not sure though, because I, I don't know him personally and like if he did that first, but I'm assuming he brought it up first because that's where I saw it online first. Um, those concepts are being studied by other people and then verified. So it's like he's making new psychology concepts that are being verified by like different organizations and reign true. And I just find that really interesting and really helpful overall. Um, so I, I think it's important when you're learning a you're learning a topic or learning a subject to kind of know a little bit of a background about that because otherwise it could just be someone um, like saying, oh, this is true when it's really just an opinion. And that's definitely something I watch out for. That's like on a lot of media articles and like, I don't know, sometimes they're right. If like, if you can fact check them with like government data studies, um, I use PubMed a lot. Um, that's a term or that's like the name of a government website where people um, who are doing different, like different experiments on different things, like whether it's on like different food products or different um other products or like chemicals or things like that. And then they're verified by either like the FDA or other branches of the government and then published online. Um, but the overall point is that um, like with all of that, I do use Tony Robbins as a verifiable source for information um, regarding like psychology concepts or physiology or different things about that. And I just find that really important and really interesting too. Um, so back to the main concept of that I was originally talking about was the six human needs. And so with that, the idea is that every human, um, no matter what you are, what culture you're a part of, um, like where you are, if you have like different like disabilities, even things like that, every human has six main needs and like they always meet their needs in one way or another. And they... Um, the major thing that differentiates between people is one, how they meet their needs, because you can meet one need in many different ways. And two, which needs are on the top. So it's like you can reorder the six human needs in a different order, and one of them might be more important for you. And so the six human needs are, um, first is certainty. So certainty, um, kind of knowing that like you do have some stability in your life. Um, it's like you can always be certain that you are breathing, something like that. You can, or you can latch your certainty onto something else. Like if you get really angry, that puts you in a state of certainty because like no matter what anyone else says, if you're really angry, you're just going to be like, okay, well, I feel like this and I know I'm right. So I'm certain about that. Um, and you can also do it in healthy ways too, um, like the breathing thing, or you can be like, okay, I'm certain that no matter what happens, I'll figure it out. So you can meet your needs in a bunch of different ways. And those are some examples for certainty. Um, the next human need is variety, because if you were certain about everything all the time, then life would get really, really boring if you always knew what was going to happen. And as kind of a byproduct of that, um, humans do need variety too. We need things to change. We need unexpected things to happen. Like when you get a, like when you get a surprise, like if it's a surprise birthday party, that's a really good thing. And that's like a good type of variety. But also people who say they don't really like variety are probably only thinking of the bad types of variety, 
like, oh, um, a car crash happened. That would really suck. That's a definitely a bad type of variety. Um, but either way, like throughout the day, we need different things that are unexpected or different things to change from the way that they were before um, in order to in order to just kind of like have all of our needs met and be secure and fulfilled in that way. Um, and then another human need after that one is significance. And significance is essentially the feeling of being better than other people in different ways. And so you can be like really significant if you are a world champion, like that's like super high significance. Um, you can be really significant if you, um, he uses a good example, like you can be really significant if you have the biggest building in town. Um, but there's two different ways you can do that. You can work really hard, like um, raise enough money and like figure out the plans and get the project started so you can build the highest building in town. Or you can break everyone else's building. And so there, <laughs> that's a massively different um, way to meet those, meet that need of significance. But, um, like every need, there's positive and negative ways, but significance is like being the most something standing out from the group. And the fourth human need is the need for love or connection. Like love is very important. Um, love is like something between your family or like if you're like married or dating, um, between like your spouse or girlfriend, um, and or just like between people who are really close to you like um you can like you can love other people too even if you don't know them because it's just like a feeling of kind of overall acceptance and a connection like oh they have value so as a human i, I love them in a way and that doesn't mean you've got to marry them that just means like oh they're humans i, I can love them too because they matter um so that's there but if people are having a really hard time, um, like getting their need of love met, then they'll settle for connection. And like connection is usually met um, a lot of times like social media, like that's great for connection because you're at least interacting with people. So you do have a sense of connection. Like if you're, um, I guess like if you're just trolling and putting a lot of like really negative stuff online and people react to it, that's connection. Um, or if you're doing that with positive stuff, that is also connection. So you can do that in good or bad ways. Um, and like when people are like, if someone's going to rob you or someone's going to mug you, you do have connection just in a really sick way. And you're also very significant and you also have variety. So it's like, it meets a lot of needs, um, but I'll, I'll get to that later. But those are the first four needs. And those are needs um, of like, those are needs of the mind. Like you need to meet those four in order to meet the other two that are coming next. And the next human need is the need for growth. We, as humans, we need to grow. We need to get better. We need to have some sense of improvement from where we were at an earlier point in time. So whether it's like you getting better at a certain skill, whether it's you feeling like more connected with other people, whether it's like you're working out and you just beat a new personal best, um, like different things like that. There's a lot of ways to grow. And then, um, the last human need is the need for contribution. And that kind of also goes hand in hand with growth too. Like you can grow, you can like work on becoming the best in the world at something, 
Um, you can like become an Olympic world champion and you can get a bunch of medals and things like that. And like that will definitely help you meet a lot of your other needs too, along with growth. Um, but after you've hit like some certain points, humans kind of have this natural need to share that with other people, to contribute, to give in some way. Because if you're also just like, if you're just being really successful and you're the only person you have to share it with, it's not as fun. Like when you hear good news, do you want to just keep it to yourself or do you want to share it with other people? And you usually want to share it with other people because then it just seems better because like hopefully they'll celebrate with you. Although there are some people you can share like good news with and then they'll just kind of like knock you back down. But um, that's kind of a choice between which people you talk to and also like what mood they're in at the time. But overall, main six human needs are certainty, variety, significance, love and connection, growth, and contribution. So when I was overviewing the six human needs, um, I did talk a little bit about different examples between positive ways and negative ways to meet those needs. And with the six human needs overall, um, of course, it's important how people meet their needs, what their means are, what their blueprint is to meet their needs. Um, it's also very important for people to like, or for you to figure out what order people have for which needs are more important. So if like significance is your number one need and you care a lot less about contribution, then you're going to be more focused on being the best at something. You're going to be more, you're going to be more focused on like trying to figure out which ways that you can personally achieve. And you're going to be a lot less focused on giving and sharing with other people. Um, and like, that's not always necessarily a bad thing because we, we do need people to be the best at different things because like that is there is kind of a form of contribution in a way to where you can look up to them and kind of like figure out how to progress on your own. Um, but it's pretty easy to figure out what people's top needs are, and that's overall helpful in communication. But the major third thing about the six human needs to know is that when you meet three or more of your needs, then that can either become an addiction or it can become a habit. And that's because if you could do one thing and it takes care of a lot of your needs, you're going to keep doing it. Your body and your brain and your nervous system is going to be like, this is good. I need to keep doing this. Um, and that happens whether it's bad or good. So since like the six human needs exist and since everyone has those, one thing that I personally started doing um, more recently um, that I would definitely recommend doing is like throughout the day or like before you start your day or before you plan like the next day, you can write out the six human needs um, in which order it is for you. And then you can put under them like ways to meet them. So like for certainty, like in, I could be certain by just like sleeping all day because I'm certain that like nothing major is going to change when I'm laying in my bed. I could be certain that like, okay, um, I'm going to eat a lot of food and I know that I'm going to have this feeling in my stomach and I just know how that's going to feel and I know I'm going to be full. Um, you can be certain in like, you can be certain, oh, I'm going to run today. I'm going to have that good feeling after you run, um, like the runner's high or whatever. 
And I know that's what I'm going to do. And I know there's nothing that's going to stop me from doing that. Um, or it can just be certain like, okay, so if I'm breathing, that means I'm alive. And that means that everything is okay. And that's like the easiest way to meet it, in my opinion. <laughs> um, so you can do different things like that. Um, and then like certainty, sure, top one. Next one, variety. What are different ways throughout the day you can meet variety? So let's say you work at a normal office job. And like, it does seem kind of monotonous because you're doing the same thing like over and over again, um, either just with like different people or different tasks. Um, and for my last job, um, I really love the people there. Like the people there are great. And I did like the idea that we were helping people and that was really important to me, but it did get really boring because it was just like doing the same thing, having like the same kind of conversation. Um, I was like consulting with small business owners um, about about like their credit and things like that and ways to help them with that, um, that we don't get paid for. Um, so it's just a nice service. And with that, it's kind of like the same main points for every small business because a lot of them don't do the same main things. And so that was getting really monotonous. But in order for me to have that need of variety met, so I wouldn't just be like really like out of it in my seat and like I need to get out of here, I started introducing things into my workday that would make it um, that would make it change more. So like for each person, um, I could focus on like what's most important to them in their life. Like not just what's most important in their business, but what's most important in their life. I can try and figure that out. Or with like each person, I can figure out something interesting about them that, um, that you wouldn't assume right away. Or, um, with each business, I can figure out like, okay, what they do and like how they got started. And a lot of times when I ask questions like that, they would be interested in telling me because that makes them feel significant. That makes them feel like a good sense of connection and um, a sense of contribution and all these other things. And it gave me a good sense of variety too, because I could learn something new every time. And it wasn't the same thing over and over again. Um, so figuring out like throughout my day, that I can meet that need in a good, healthy, productive way, massively changed how my days went. Because instead of my days being like, okay, it's pretty good in the beginning, and then I get bored, and then it's kind of lame. Instead, it's like, oh, this day is exciting because I'm always learning new things throughout the day. Um, and then you can just go through the rest of your needs. Um, certainty, uncertainty, um, which is variety. Significance, love and connection, growth and contribution. And then write out ways you can meet your needs throughout the day that will also that will also align with the schedule of stuff that you need to do. And your day should be a, like a thousand times better than it was if you haven't been doing that before. Um, like I wasn't doing that for a while and I did that yesterday and I had an awesome day yesterday. I was like really energetic all day. Um, I felt like really fulfilled throughout the day. I didn't feel tired until like the moment I decided, oh, I should go to bed. It's like really early in the morning. <laughs> and um, just like overall, it was really fun. It was really fulfilling. And a lot of problems that like I could have been preoccupied with, I either just solved or I figured out a different way to like kind of approach them and get closer to solving it. Or they just like didn't matter. Turns out they weren't a problem because they only were a problem when I thought I wasn't meeting my needs. But when I figured out I wasn't or figured out ways to meet my six human needs, then the day was just a million times better. So I would definitely recommend doing that. And again, that is 
at the beginning of your day or before you schedule your day, write out the six human needs and then write out ways that you can meet them throughout the day that also align with your schedule and your day should be a lot better. Wow, guys, that's uh, that's some amazing information from Abe. Um, that, that's a lot of super useful stuff. He actually is the first person that got me to learn about Tony Robbins. And once I saw how useful it was, I loved using it. I love teaching people about it. But um, yeah, so let's do an example here, like just right now. Um, so I'm going to do some examples of observing our um, our needs. So right now, I'm doing this podcast. So what needs does this, does this meet? Um, so this meets the need of um, love and connection because I'm like connecting with people that are listening to this. And um, I'm also like connecting with Abe because I'm like, hey, dude, we both are doing this podcast. This is awesome. And I can like connect with people when I meet them in person and they tell me about like how good it was or how much they like this podcast. Um, it creates a certainty because I'm certain that like what I'm talking about, I know what I'm talking about. And I'm certain that like this podcast, I'm going to have people that are listening to it. And it's going to be like a block of time in my day. And I'm certain it's going to feel awesome when I'm done because every time I've done it, it's felt awesome. Um, also I'm uncertain because I'm just going to be honest. Sometimes I hop in and I'm like, okay, what are we going to talk about today? And we don't know. We just kind of like do it. And we decide like, Hey, this is something we could talk about that'll help people. And so that creates like this uncertainty and it's awesome. And it also creates a growth because we're creating more episodes. We're getting more people following and listening and watching this podcast. Well, not watching. Um, that would be, you know what? Bravo to you. If you can watch the podcast, that's only audio. I, I don't know how you do it, but you're pretty awesome. But, um, anyways, yeah. So like, I know that um, I'm like growing and like we're getting better at it and it's just going along better. Um, and then contribution. Hmm. I wonder how this is contributing. It's, it's pretty obvious. Um, we're teaching you guys stuff, giving you guys value and you're like learning stuff. So it's, it's meeting um, every single human need and, oh yeah. And significance. Why? Because I'm creating a podcast and you guys are listening. So like, I'm like, oh, I'm significant, but that isn't, see, I actually almost forgot about that one because so it's significance. Um, that used to be a big human need for me. Like, as, as you could tell, like I'm going to play call of duty and be the best in the world. Hmm. I wonder why he would want to do that. Hmm. It's, it's significance. That's why. And also it ma makes you like, if that's your number one need, you kind of live like this, like, at least for me, it was like this shitty, like shallow existence where I only cared about myself. Um, and so, you know, that, that was a really good time. Just kidding. It wasn't, it sucked. Um, but, um, I would figure out ways to incorporate my other human needs while doing all that. And so, um, so an observation of me, why did I play Call of Duty? Why, why did I want to become the best in the world? It created significance, created certainty. I would be certain I was the best in the world. I would be certain that people like wanted to watch me and I had followers and that I could win money. I was certain I could do things. I was uncertain because I was uncertain. Like, would I win this next tournament? When is the next tournament going to be? Will I be going pro this next month or like a year from now? Um, when are my friends going to get on that I'm going to be playing with? Um, who's the next person I'm going to be playing this $20 wager with? Like that, that created uncertainty. Um, and there was like other ways that I'd meet it. Like sometimes I'd like teach friends like, Hey dude, this is how you should play this map or this is how you should play this area. Because every time I see you play it, you like die and you like aren't doing a very good job. So why don't you listen to me and let me show you. And so that was, um, contribution and um growth because i would be getting better at it but the main reason behind everything was significance and so you can kind of observe if you like let, let's let's stop for example okay so why are you listening to this podcast um maybe uncertainty because you don't know what we're going to talk about today maybe you like read the title and you're like well i have no idea th what that is that's uncertainty growth you know you're going to learn something from the podcast so um that's awesome and then also a certainty because you know the podcast is going to be awesome i mean come on guys yeah i, I know um, and then also, um, 
growth because you're going to get smarter. I think I said that one already. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that meets a few human needs right there. So like, why are you doing this? You just observe using the human needs, the six human needs, you observe why you were doing something in this current situation. So you can do that throughout your daily life. Like when you like decide to like go do something, think, okay, wait, what human needs is this meeting? And then be like, okay, well, that makes sense why I'm doing this. And um, trying to rearrange the order of your human needs is something that's hard, but it's super useful. Um, so if you have uh, your top human need of significance, try and meet that in a way where it's not going to like become the main focus of your life. You want other human needs to be like if your top human need was um, certainty or significance, life is probably not going to be as good as it could because you're going to certainty means you're going to want to basically be in control of everything. Significance means you're going to want to be important to everybody. And those two ways aren't that great way of living life. Um, if you're a top human needs, love and connection, you're going to be like trying to connect with everyone and being good friends with everyone. And that that's way better than trying to be important to everyone because you can't control that. And um, trying to control everything like people know how control freaks are like it's not like that wouldn't be that great to be that person. And you know who I'm like talking about that person who's like tries to control everything. Um, there's like way better human needs that you can try and make your top and that would make you way more fulfilled and make your life way better. So yeah, this has just been like me observing why we're doing the podcast, um, me observing why I did Call of Duty in the past and then me observing you, like, why are you doing what you're doing right now? Why are you doing this podcast? Like, or why are you not doing, why are you listening to this podcast? So yeah, observe yourself with the six human needs and you'll be able to figure out the why of yourself. And that really helps you figure out your, like your identity and why you want to do stuff. So yeah so we went over identity and like why affects your identity and then we also talked about the six human needs and then i showed you guys how to apply it to your life and um Ava also showed you how to apply it to your life as well and yeah that's the end of the podcast guys so we're going to start doing this new thing where we put things on our twitter that are going to be related to the podcast so i put the most impactful video for me this week on my Twitter and my Twitter handle is Michael Cloud with three Z's. So it'll be Michael Cloud three Z's at the end of that. So Michael Clouds. And then Abe, what's your Twitter handle gonna be? It's at Abe underscore Kurth. And that will also be in the description of Michael's Twitter handle and we'll have that in the description of the podcast too. Yep. So yeah, you guys should check that out. Um actually do the stuff that's in the podcast and it'll help your life because if you don't do it then it's just like i learned something and then nothing ever happens so yeah do that um you guys have an awesome day Woo! Woo!